Hey everybody, it's Heath Mulliken. Welcome to another edition of Swoo Soul Stories. And I am so excited to be joined by my good friend, Brandy Roper. We're here today to talk about her children's book. But Brandy, it's so good to see you and catch up a little bit. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. So let's start off. I didn't give you a great introduction. Let's start, kind of tell everybody what you do now and where you're at. And you were just sharing kind of what your summer is going to be like. I am the media specialist for Liberty Elementary School in Liberty, South Carolina. Um, I have been a librarian now for three years. I was in the classroom for 17. So, or yes, I think so, 17. Yeah, this is uh, 21 years, I think. So. Wow. Um, 17 in the classroom and four starting my fourth year. So, so it only makes yeah. sense that being a librarian, you would write a book to add to your collection. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell everybody, how did you make your way down to Southern Wesleyan University? Well, I'm originally from Anderson, Indiana. So Indiana Wesleyan was my first choice. I did attend, um, one of their credits in escrow, which is now like dual credit, um, and was hoping to go to Indiana Wesleyan, but they focus on nursing and business and growing up the Wesleyan church. You, I, I wanted to go to a Wesleyan college. So found out Southern Wesleyan's focus was education. Knew I always wanted to be a teacher. So, um, I decided to come and South Carolina is beautiful. So I met my husband and stayed. Yeah, you came down here. You never left. You are you are married to another school alum, uh, Jared uh, Roper, who's also a teacher. And you guys have how many wonderful children? We have three of our own children. We have Josiah, who is a current student at Southern Wesleyan University. Um, Ariana is at Daniel High School. She'll be a senior. And our middle child, our, our smallest child, Jara, is actually in middle school in eighth grade here at Liberty. Oh, so. man. Now, what year did you actually graduate from Southern? 99. 99. Okay. Um, so, I know when we were in um, we were in college together, you were doing a little bit of writing. If, if you were listening to this and you're a Wesleyan, you get the the light of the world and the, the light of the world. Yeah, light of the, no light of the word. I get all my W words mixed up. Um, and you used to write some of the devotionals for that. So how did you get into writing uh, to begin with? Well, writing has always been an outlet for me. Uh, you know, to get your thoughts down on paper. I'm not really uh, a great communicator when it comes to talking, but I could write out my thoughts and my feelings pretty easily. And I um, oftentimes when studying God's word, you know, kind of get little messages in my head that um, I want to share. And so I would write these things down. And my mom started working at um, headquarters in Indianapolis and she worked for The Advocate and the Wesleyan Hour. And so um, she had, she was surrounded by the people who edit. And so she took some of my writings up there and they hired me to write for their devotional. And that was, that was a very neat experience. So I did that in college and, um, I wrote for, I don't remember what the, the Sunday school material, the, the advocate or 
I think maybe. I just gave I some out. Yes, uh, I just gave some out Sunday, and I can't think of the name of it. I must, I'm not a very good Wesley. Um, well, I, I wrote about our chapel service one yeah. time in one of those. So, anyway, I I wrote for them while my mom was working there. So that was pretty cool. So you, you talked about you, you talked about writing being an outlet for you. So. I know people have different hobbies. They have different things that kind of bring them peace. But for you, like, how did writing just affect you emotionally and spiritually? Like, was it something like if you were feeling down, it was something you did? Or if you, like, was it something you did no matter how you felt? Or was it something that, like, you kind of needed a certain emotion to kind of draw from? I think it's when I'm learning lessons from God's Word or learning... I could, I remember being on a walk around Southern's campus coming up, um, you know, from the soccer field up to the main campus and not being able to see around the corner. And it just coming to my, my mind that we have to follow Christ no matter if, if we can see what's in the future or not. And just God just speaks to me in those little times and they just become little devotionals that I would write about. And that led me to Maisie because Maisie is just an experience like that. Um, I just, when I have little lessons that God speaks to my heart, they, they turn into these stories. So let's talk about it. You're, you're, it's a children's book. It's Maisie and the Mysterious Hedge, A Lesson in Forgiveness. Oh, there she's got, she's showing it on video. Hey, just so everybody knows, it's available on Amazon. And I just, I ordered my copy and they're getting more in, but there are only several left in stock. My goal with this podcast, we're interviewing a lot of authors. I want to sell their books out. Like, I want them to have to order a bunch more. So, or like, order for your church. Like, anyway, I'll be the, your best salesman, uh, Brandy, hopefully. Awesome. So, how do, you, how do you, I mean, how do you come up with the idea for a children's book? Well, um, Maisie was an experience with a friend who um, had been upset about some things. Mm. And by the time they were expressed, it was like petty things. It was a bunch of little bitty things that added up. Right. And um, I just sat down. I was so frustrated that somebody wouldn't tell you when they were upset about these little bitty things that you could fix them, you right. know? And right. um, this person had cut themselves off from everybody. Wow. Because they were upset about all these different little things. And so Maisie was born out of that. I literally wrote it in a little notebook um, that was in my bedside table, just wrote it out. And um, over five years, it actually took five years to get Maisie done. Um, I used it when I taught creative writing with my fifth graders. I um, sometimes would use it and we would do word choice or sentence structure. Um, so with my I think it was my first two groups I did that with. Um, and so Maisie was always sitting kind of on the back burner, just waiting for the opportunity um, to see her come to life. And that opportunity came after I was diagnosed with MS. So I got diagnosed with MS and we realized that it was affecting my word choice. I couldn't think of words and I became fearful that in the future, I wouldn't be able to do that wow. task if I didn't do it right away. Yeah. So um, as an anniversary gift, Jared um, 
signed a contract or had a contract drawn up for me um, with Redemption Press, and that's who produced the book. So, right. So, did they um, arrange the illustrator and and how? What was it like seeing you've got words on a page? I'm sure you've got in your mind what Maisie looks like and her neighbors. What's that like seeing it come to life on the page? Well, um, I didn't really realize how much an author had to do. Right. <laughs> um, you know, writing stories are, in my opinion, that's easy, yeah. getting a story out. Um, Redemption Press does every, it comes as a package. So they hire the editor and you work back and forth with an editor for a while. Um, and she was great. She thinks I need to write more dialogue. I'm not very good with that. You know, you teach fifth graders not to do he said, she said all the time, but people want to read that. So I had to learn how to structure that. And then after you write it, they give you, they assign you an illustrator and you have to tell them um, like a book inspiration for illustrations so they can get coloring. Right. And then... it plays in my head like a movie. Right. So my mom and my husband listen to me describe what I see as the movie's playing, and they help me catch the snippets. Yeah. And then uh, Jared helped me type out the words of what the picture should look like. Yeah. So And... Yeah, so you mentioned, you know, book influences for getting color. Who were some of the influences that you told your illustrator? Well, I love um, I Want an Iguana. I don't know if you've ever read that. I have heard it, of I, it. The coloring of it, it's a it's a children's book. Um, and I'm trying to remember what his name is. I think it's Dave Caltro, but it's um, very bright, bold colors. Um, and I wanted Maisie to be like as close to cartoonish as possible. Like I wanted her to be bold colors. Um, What messed it up though is um, he doesn't use true life colors for animals. So the first time I saw Maisie, she was purple. (laughs) (laughs) But she, she did an amazing job of translating what I said in words to drawings. So, so I I just want to backtrack quickly. So, so to, I just want to be very clear. For your anniversary, your husband got you a contract to do a bunch of work. Just want to make sure. That. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Jared is always good about making my dreams come true, and he he did. He knew it was my dream, and and he wanted to make sure it was done. Um, so that was a great gift. And here and and here it is. So, what was it like um, dealing with the MS? as that's starting and you're trying to do this big project, how did you balance all of that? Like what were some of the struggles you had to overcome? Like I said, putting things into words were, was difficult. So, um, Jared and my mom helped, um, make sure that I could translate that. Right. So I, I really appreciate them doing that. Um, luckily and my MS is it's a relapsing type. So, a couple of months um, recovery. I think it was six to eight weeks. And I was pretty much back to um, my old self. But, you know, they helped a lot. They helped translate what I could describe. Um, um, and now when when, uh, when was the book actually released? 
2018. Yeah. D- December. Yeah. That time. And, right there at the end of the year. And I have to imagine, like, what was that like the first time? I'm assuming you've done this, that you got a group of students and you're not just reading anybody's book, you're reading your book. What was that experience like? It's funny because the older kids, it's written on a fourth grade level. Right. So the older kids can, you know, read it and they check it out. They love that the picture of me is on the back. Oh, yeah. And they're like, Mr. that's you. And I'm like, yeah, that that's my book. And um, I, I think... It makes me excited that they see that you could be a writer. Mm. If I can do it, they can do it. And I think that's the most exciting part about sharing my book is that the kids, you know, they're told all the time that they could do whatever they want to do. They just put their mind to it. And it's true. They can see that it can happen. So that's my favorite part about it. But it is a little weird um, reading it out loud. Uh, and I find myself changing words. Right. <laughs> must, must be a habit of wanting to edit it even more. But it's fun. Well, that I've heard people say that, uh, you know, writing is fun and the editing is, is hard. And it, you, it, you know, you got to know when to keep going and know when to stop the process. Yes. Yes. So after doing Maisie and the Mysterious Hedge, any, like... Do you feel like, okay, I checked that off my bucket list, or did it kind of, are are you thinking, you know what, I think I've got another one of these in me? I constantly have stories in my head, so it just made me hungry to do more. That's awesome. I just wish that somebody would pick it up, and I could, you know, I see myself retiring doing that. That was always the vision. Like, yeah. I'll finish this job, and then that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So we just but need it's to... incredible to hold your own book. Yeah. So. I, we need to get Jared whenever your anniversary is. I just need to tell him, Jared, <laughs> it's, it's time to get her another uh, contract. So maybe there's somebody listening to this, and, a, and a, you know, I think I told you I'm I'm kind of doing a string of interviews of alumni who have written books. Yeah. And there's probably somebody out there they're like you. It's like, man, I've had this experience. What kind of what's that process? What would you say to them as far as you know? I, I'm sure like getting a contract or working with a publisher is just this daunting thing. But what would you say to encourage somebody to to take that step and take that risk? Um. I think that if it's really your passion and you've poured your heart into it, that's just a natural progression for it. Um, It might be scary. It is a lot of work, but there's, there's nothing like holding it in your hands and seeing that it's become the product you always thought it could be. Mm. Um, I, I would advise anybody trying it. Um, you know, like I said, I would love to keep doing it. It's, it's a lot of little details, right. but, um, <laughs> it was, it was a wonderful experience. And Kristen Polson, the, the illustrator, um, she did, like I said, just a great job of making the vision in my head exactly what I pictured it to be. 
So. Right. Well, listen, if you want to see how Brandy's vision turned out, as I mentioned, this book is available on Amazon right now. You can get it in the hardcover or the paperback. Where are some other places that people can go and, and get the book? It's on Barnes and Noble. It's at redemptionpress.com. Um, they're the producers of it. And it's also, if you'll just email Brandy Rubber Books at gmail.com. Um, my mom is my manager for that, and <laughs> she'll get you up. <laughs> How, like, let me ask you. So, your mom goes from getting you your first gig writing devotionals, and now <laughs> she's like, you know, I probably should have went through her to book this interview, you know. I, uh, but but now she's you know mailing out your own books like how, what was that like for her? Um, you know she she's a mom. She wants to see your dreams come true. So I think she loves being a part of it. She really does. That's so awesome. I think she enjoys it. Well, there will be uh, links in our show notes and in the description if you're watching the video where you can go. And I encourage you. Like I said, this is a great. Uh, children's book. It's a it's a great book. You know, it, it is. You know, uh, it's a lesson in forgiveness. So it's a great book for your school library, your personal library, your church library. So let's get out there and uh, support Brandy and and put out a really good message that kids need to hear. Brandy, so awesome to to see you. And I, I'm like, I feel weird because we're doing this over video and I realize like you're probably just a couple of miles down the road but hopefully uh when all the craziness dies down I can see you guys in person again I would like that very much all right this has been Swoo Soul Stories make sure hey you go on all the places where you can uh, listen to podcasts and download and give us a rating and review and uh, we're just getting started we got a lot more interviews to come and we want to tell uh, the stories uh, that make Swoo a great place. So for Brandy Roper, I'm Heath Mulliken, and we'll see you guys soon.